Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. If you're wondering, is it Wednesday? Because Stephen Simcox is here. And you're like, I'm pretty sure yesterday was Wednesday. You would be right. Yesterday was Wednesday. Sorry to fool you guys. <laughs> but Stephen uh, is dealing... With what all homeowners deal with is, you know, different little problem or like one problem that, you know, won't, won't go away. Yeah. You know, we had, I'll just, a couple years ago, we had people in our house for, from February to August, like just different jobs over and over and over again. And it almost broke us. Like seriously, just emotionally, we were both like, okay, because it's just, it's just on and on when you're a homeowner. So yeah. I, I, I. I understand your plight. And, I mean, God bless them. Contractors, I understand. They got a lot going on. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, we'll be here at this time. And then they're not because something happens. Yeah. And then you're like, well, I kind of rearranged things so this <laughs> yeah. could happen. Yeah. But sorry to the, if you're sitting at your computer and you're like, oh, no, I have a meeting on Wednesdays. It's not Wednesday. It's no, Thursday. No, it's not. It is, I can confirm. Yeah, it's very much Thursday. Did you, did you and your wife have a lovely Valentine's Day? We did. We didn't do anything special necessarily. Just stayed at home. Did 
So, Paul, I, I don't think I've talked to you post-marriage because you used to be very much against Valentine's Day. Oh, I was, uh, yeah. I was, the, I was one of the biggest Valentine's Day haters in America. I was, and kind of just most holidays, honestly. I mean, half of them. We have 50 50. And then, like, I wasn't all in on the ones I liked. I've been told through marriage and therapy and a little bit of anxiety medication <laughs> that maybe I was a bit, a bit over the top on that. So, um, I'm, listen, it takes a big man to admit when he's wrong, but go on with your story. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, I, I just know that you, you, your perspective has probably shifted somewhat because I it was has. the same way. When I was single, it's like, this is silly. There's no, like, there's no reason to celebrate this. It's just an yeah. arbitrary gift card holiday, right? Yeah. Or made by companies to monetize things. Yeah. Uh, did you guys go out anywhere last night or did you just stay? At no, the house? no, we're, um, we did not because again, like Waco is very small. Yeah. So like when you try, like there's only a certain amount of restaurants that are really going to score you points mm-hmm. on a holiday like Valentine's Day or whatever. So if you don't plan that out a month in advance, you're kind of screwed. And again, not knowing, not knowing what, like, you know, what my schedule was really going to be or, like, what hers was. Like, sure. I didn't plan anything, which is fine. We cooked last night. We had a great we had a great time. Like, that was that was more fun than anything. You know, like, I got her flowers. We are going on a trip in about a month, you know, just a little weekend getaway to San Antonio. So, like, I'm co- all my bases are covered. I, yes. I feel like I've, I've made the significant effort and, you know, it was appreciated, which is all I want is just to make sure that I'm – I'm in the clear, right? Let's all, yeah. you know, I'm doing yeah, right by my wife. That's kind of the goal. I, I luck out because our anniversary is in the end of January. Yeah. So if I do that well, uh-huh. I know that I don't really have to go all out for Valentine's Day. Yes. Now, Kristen tells me she doesn't want anything, and I'm stupid, but I'm not that stupid. Yeah. So I still, like, I still get flowers or something, but yeah. I'm not, you know. Yeah, and you really? guys have, you know, a bunch of kids. Yeah. So, so like, it's probably harder, like, on a Wednesday. It's hard to get out of the house. Yeah, on a, especially on a Wednesday. Yes. Like, if you were like, hey, we need to get a babysitter who's, like, alone. Right. <laughs> you know, like, also not celebrating this holiday. Um, yeah, Crystal's got a real tough math test this week. So it was, <laughs> yeah, on a it just Wednesday. It wasn't, wasn't, yeah. wasn't a good time. <laughs> yeah. So then you're kind of, you know. You're kind of stuck. You're, you're, you're really hoping for that day when the oldest gets enough. Be like, all right, we're leaving. You're in charge. Yes. That's, that's a great day, I think. We were talking about this recently. When did your, do you remember when your parents left you at home? Twelve. By yourself? Twelve. Okay. Yeah. Maybe when I was like. Uh, like 10 or 11, if my sister wasn't there, like, you know, they would leave me at home alone for like a little bit. Like, Hey, we're going to run up here. You're clearly not ready to go to the grocery store. I'm not going to like, I'll be back before you, you know, I was a kid be like, are you going to be sitting here doing the same thing? Like, Mm -hmm. yes, I'll be here playing with He-Man toys. Like (laughs) no problem. Like, I got Again, it covered. I haven't like listen. We're not even in the first act of what I've got going on here. <laughs> There's some story I've got to work out. So, look, I'm, I'm in, like I'm in the first draft, so I'm good. You got two hours. You got two hours. <laughs> you got two hours before I even think about anything. And then if I get hungry, I'm just going to eat peanut butter out of the jar. So I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I can I can do that. You know that was the, the you know like okay we'll put your sister in the car and go. But right. um, yeah, so it was like twelve where. You know, they'd let me, like, babysit Laura, you know, where I would, you know, be in charge. I hated that, but at least, you know. Yeah. So. Were cell phones a thing then? Kinda. My dad had, a like, a phone in his car. Right. But 
Yeah, I was like 10, but it was usually my mom would go on a walk or something, but she had her phone with her, so. I mean, like, you could get a bag phone, you know, in 1992. They were, you know, I think in 1994 or 5, we got my mom, like, a big cellular one mm-hmm. flip phone kind of a thing. So, yeah. Right. So, I would say 12 years old was about the time where it was like, it's fine. Most of the time, they took my sister with them where they were going, but if I was like, you know, again, I was a pretty boring kid, like, Oh, he's reading a book. We got two hours. We're good. He's you weren't getting into a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's like you know, like he's not going to stop until he gets to at least chapter twenty. What chapter are you on? Six. Good deal. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I was probably about that same age. But I, I very much long for the day that you know I can be like, hey, Bradley, make sure the others stay alive while we go do something. Yeah, we're still a few years off. Well, I mean, and the thing about it though, when you're like that age and like you're in charge. Like those words, like oh, it's huge. resonate through you yes. in a way that's like that's right. Mm-hmm. I'm in charge. Things are going to change around here. <laughs> We're whipping this thing into shape. I got a lot of ideas. <laughs> Listen, those two clowns are gone for the next three hours. All right, here's what's going to get done. First of all, one of you get me a hot pocket. <laughs> the other one. Uh, I know that there's Dr. Pepper in the fridge. I'm not supposed to have it after 8 o'clock. Guess what? Don't care. <laughs> the rules are getting broken today. Yeah. yeah. You guys have to follow him, but not me, because I'm in charge. <laughs> I'm, I'm clearly I've been named the CEO of the house now. <laughs> so, yeah. No, it's a big deal when you give people responsibility. So, yeah. That's big. Paul, we got huge news today. I mean, kind of. We it's did. Not, it's not officially rolled out, but we know that college football 2025 is going to come out. Yes, it is. At some point this summer. Yeah. There are people in the chat room now who are older and like they never got to experience the phase uh-huh. like we did in every single year of it where, yeah. you know, like, and it is kind of a fascinating thing where you have a video game that does not change all that much year to year. Like, you know, really from like massive changes are like year one to year five. And then like year five to year 10, they add like different features, but I'm going to spend 50 to $70 a year to throw this old stupid one out and start playing this other one. And <laughs> because, oh, now I can recruit? You serious? Awesome. Yeah. You know, all those things. So I cannot wait to see what they've done. I hope they've made some improvements. I hope they didn't completely use the Madden engine because I've, mm-hmm. I've heard that's not that great. Of course, I've been out of the video game circle for a little while, due in large part to the fact that this went away. Like, Well, see, that's the other interesting thing. is I've been texting with friends today and – Many of them have said, I guess I have to break down and get like a PS5 now or the new Xbox because there's, no, there's been no reason to have one for the past decade or so if this was your go-to. And it's funny you talk about the improvements because you're right. I mean, the game doesn't change much except for the rosters. Yeah. And honestly, a lot of the like new modes that they put in through the years weren't popular. It was just like, no, just give me dynasty mode yeah. and let me build, you know, let me yeah. build what I want. Yeah. I know they had like Heisman where you could be like an individual player, but no, you know, nothing really topped that. But yeah, I'm stoked, man. I mean, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to buy it because I, at least the first one, I'll have to see what it is. But if it's anywhere close to what we had in 2014, it's going to be amazing. One of the things that um, Tim Brando always says when we have him on and is college football, let the NFL like, completely take over their territory. Like there used to be this like handshake agreement of you guys are this day and we are this day. Mm -hmm. And we'll also have like kind of a random one here and there, but you know, Thursdays and Saturdays, those are your days. You know, we'll get a Thursday on Thanksgiving. We'll have Mondays, 
you know, when you guys have a big game on a Monday, we're not going to do Monday night football because, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be done. Like, we've got all worked out. And then college football was like, well, they're, they're to be trusted. <laughs> they're not run by 30 billionaires. Let's just, you know, roll through and everything will be fine. Yeah. And then they're like, you know what? Uh, if you guys aren't going to play any Saturday in December mm-hmm. at all, we're going to start playing on Saturdays too. And then when they were like, hey, we'd like to play on some Saturdays, they're like, yeah, but we're not moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got plenty of channels you can be on, just not the ones that you want to be because now we're on them. Mm-hmm. Or you guys can play at 11 a.m. and we'll play at 3. But we're probably not going to do that because we're going to take 11 a.m. too. <laughs> so, you know, sorry. <laughs> so they kind of took away the territory. One of the things, because college football was so stupid about the O'Bannon lawsuit and what it meant was – they also gave up some of their marketing power. Now, look, the game is as popular as it's ever been now, mm-hmm. which is the best time to bring this back. But it's one of those other examples of what could have happened had they not just been so pig-headed. Like, right. where could you be right now, and how could this thing be running for everybody, not just the Big Ten and the SEC, but for everyone, had you just let this thing go? Well, I saw uh, your friend, Chris, is it Vanini at The mm-hmm. Athletic? I yeah. saw him talking about this today. I think it was actually kind of recycling the conversation he had when the, it was announced the game was coming back. But he did mention like how much this has changed college football in popular culture. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like kids – so when I was growing up, um, I remember I was a weird kid because I – a lot of boys like sports. There were mm-hmm. girls that like sports. They like playing sports, right? Like yeah. it was weird in elementary school to watch sports yeah. or follow it, like yeah. watching NFL games. Yeah. So I was kind of unique in that way. And then I think kind of going into middle school when Madden became more popular and NCAA football became more popular, that was like a really good gateway for a lot of people to get into the sports itself. It's like, oh, I'm playing this game. I know who these people are now. Now I can watch a game on TV on Saturday or Sunday. I'm not completely lost. And so you did lose some of that. And then also, if they would have gone through the process of paying players for, you know, being in that game, yeah, coinciding with the fact that everybody wanted to be part of that game because it was one of the most popular video games in the world at the time, maybe we're not having all this talk about NIL like we are now, Paul, no. where it's just a complete madhouse and nobody knows what the rules are and nobody knows how to move forward. Because, I mean, I think at least for a while you could have – just sold those guys on, hey, you're getting a kickback for being in this. Like, you know, you're, you're getting some payment for it. It's also Every, just cool to be a part of it. Everybody gets $1,000. Yes. Because, again, in 2002, if you had told, you know, the players, like, hey, if you're in this video game, you're going to get $1,000. They've been like, sweet, that's 1000 bucks." Right. You know, and if you had told them also, like, hey, we're going to give you a stipend of $3,000 a month. They'd been like, what? Amazing. Awesome. Good deal. Oh, and like if somebody comes to you and wants you to like promote their business, we're going to let you do that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you don't have to be induced or anything like that. But like if you're already here, if you're within the rules, if you're a signed scholarship athlete and, you know, Big Joe's Ford wants you to say like, hey, I'm the Michigan Wolverines, Drew Henson. And this is my like, and this is the truck I love to drive for Big Joe's Wolverine Ford. We're going to let you do that. And nobody would be talking about unionizing. Nobody would be like, there would be rules in place. And 
Nobody would be like, my rights are being infringed. They'd have been like, because then, like, by now, like, the stipend's probably going to be five, six, seven thousand dollars $7,000 a yeah. month. Then, like, they might start saying, like, hey, we probably need to get into revenue sharing because, like, we've got to, you know, these TV contracts are getting bigger. All right, we'll talk about that. Like, you know, we'll kick back and make it, you know, we'll give you this percentage or whatever. Okay, great. Good deal. Mm -hmm. You know, there would be some push and pull, but it would not be, like... You know, the NCAA goes to court and be like, this is atrocious. We can't have this. And then the court's like, yeah, you know that's illegal, right? <laughs> 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 it's unenforceable by the Constitution of the United States, not even by the recent laws of the United States, mm -hmm. like by the 1770, you know, like the Declaration of Independence. You guys are just running through that. <laughs> you guys just every day. It's like pretty important to the fabric of the country. Yeah, you guys spit in Thomas Jefferson's face every day. <laughs> every day. Uh, so... All that would have been so different. And again, the video game was the crux of all this tumbling down. Mm -hmm. And the, the reason they picked this hill to die on, because what if they just said, oh, man, we do owe Charles O'Bannon and some of those guys some money. Ah, yeah, we did use this picture to sell this thing. Or Ed O'Bannon, I'm sorry. Ed O'Bannon, yeah. yeah. His Chuck O'Bannon. Chuck O'Bannon's playing at TCU now. Yeah. <laughs> but, man, we should have just, yeah, let's get, let's get that guy some money. Yeah. I mean, it was him on right. the cover. Let's, let's pay him. Let's pay the guy. And look, to say also that the video game is is not a is a huge part of today's the fabric of today's sports enjoyment. Like John Madden is in the Hall of Fame for three reasons. And they're all equal because he was a Super Bowl winning coach, he was the best broadcaster, and Madden football took the NFL to popularity heights and built fans from a young age more than anything else they could have ever done, could right. have. Like, anything else you could have ever done. Built knowledge about football. Like, people have a real kind of, like, even a basic knowledge of how football works now, not necessarily because their coaches told them, because Madden football told them how to do it. Yeah. You know, because Madden football told you what a counterplay was or what this was, and it had the little thing on the screen so that when you're 12 years old watching it and Greg Olson, like, circles something and does that, you're like, oh, that's my favorite play on Madden. Like, yeah. you have that because of that. So for college football to, for now a decade, have just, or more, like, RG3 was on the last one, right? Yes, that was well. No, I think Denard no. Robinson. Denard Robinson was on the last one. So like, so the, a decade plus. I mean, we're talking decade, about eleven years. Eleven years, nothing, right? Nothing. And then so, and that was also during the O'Bannon lawsuit. So what they did with RG three was they waited for guys like RG three and Denard Robinson to leave school, and they'd be like, "You're on the cover in your college uniform. Here's money. Thanks." You mm -hmm. know. So then, like, it was like, well, we're not, we're paying the guy now. So we're fine. Like, and Ed O'Bannon's like, still didn't pay me. <laughs> still no dollars. I didn't get a check. That's what I've I'm kind of I've got about. people walking up to me asking me to autograph this thing. I have no idea why I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> nobody ever asked me. Nobody called me. Nobody said, hey, you're a good-looking tall dude who, mm -hmm. um, you know, who's won one of the best college bad that UCLA team he was on in 95 was unbelievable with Tyus Edney and Toby Bailey and his brother. Like, they were really good. Like, you were the face of the – one of the better college basketball teams of all time, like especially in the modern parlance at UCLA, which is you know one of the big big boys. Let's do some business together. Let's bud. do some business together, as opposed to like, oh, we got this stock photo of Ed O'Bannon. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> That's the best stock photo we've got. Here we go. <laughs> Pulled it from dial-up internet. It took us forty-five <laughs> yeah. minutes. But we got it. Yeah. So, 
Those are the things. So, yeah, it's a huge, huge deal. Mm -hmm. And it's huge for college football in that we finally have, like, it's. we knew it was kind of coming out in the summer. We know that we're going to get the preview in May, which means that if we get the preview in May, it means it probably drops sometime in July, you would think. So get your like, PTO ready, folks. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I, uh, I think it's huge. I think it's great for college football. I think it's great for college football athletes. Um, I hope it's great for – uh, whatever remains of the NCAA when they have mm -hmm. the new thing and can make it even better because you move forward. Like the only way that college football makes it, if you move forward cooperatively, otherwise you're just going to be, you know, striking like coal miners all the mm -hmm. time. I mean, it's just how it's going to be. It's, but yeah, I'm excited. I can't, I can't wait. So I'm a little bummed. I won't get to play with Jordan Travis, you know, I know. Yeah. There's so many great players. Who's there. like a son to me. <laughs> he doesn't know that he is. If we, ever, is. if we ever meet, I'm sure he'll feel that yeah. kind of like, you know, if fatherly energy. An, yeah, if he needs another father figure in I his mean, life. it seems like he's got a great family, but, like, you know, it takes a village. <laughs> so, <laughs> Garrett, is, if you get this game, what's your move going to be? Are you going to take LSU Ooh. and run this thing, or are you going to go get, like, Kent State and turn them into um, a dynasty? Man, I would – Honestly, like instead of doing the dynasty, I'm more of a create a player than go oh, okay. through the thing. That that's where I'm at more so than dynasty. Uh, but I would probably ride with LSU. It just went off like okay. twelve natties in a row. All right, like I'll tell you. Be. I'll tell you right now what I'm going to do. First, I've got to ask my wife for permission to get it. <laughs> 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 then, but if she says yes, <laughs> then if she begrudgingly says yes. <laughs> And then I have to sign up for video game time like a 12-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> What's your schedule look like in July? <laughs> so if, if I can make that happen, then what I will do is uh, I like to do it in three tiers. So I will have three separate dynasties running depending on what kind of mood that I'm in that will run for a long time. I'll do one with FSU. Uh, to build the greatest superpower in the history of the world. Gotcha. Um, whose college football strength would rival only that of, like, Kim Jong-un. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's where, like, I want a little bit of competition, and I'll put it on the, on the tough mode, but, like, mm -hmm. by the time I get them to where I want them, like, even Alabama. Like, you're just road-grading people. Just, yeah, I'm just. <laughs> National title games, like, 95 to 6. Because yeah, I need that feeling in my fantasy life. Right. Then I'll pick a team from like the Sun Belt, random team from the Sun Belt. Maybe it's a guy like a coach I like. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll pick that one, and then I'll I'll do that one as well. And then I will pick the worst, like whoever the worst team is. That like when the game comes out, you Elvin Road this year. <laughs> well, that would be the team from the Sun Belt. But like I'm talking Go about Warhawks. Like, like yeah, like a low. Like, no, but remember the, the SP ratings. Oh yeah, SP ratings. Yeah. So like, but then I'll take whatever the worst team is. Like the Sun Belt team I pick would be a team that's you know like App State. That's probably that's mm -hmm. pretty good, right? Yeah. That's consistently good. That upsets you know uh, P5 teams. Yeah. You know. But then I would go with the. Like, just bottom of the barrel, worst team. Kennesaw State, who's like, or a team like James Madison, just in, you know. Just build it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sam Houston, like, Sam Houston, and just build it from nothing. And I love their coach, too, Sam Houston. I, I love him. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I like, that's what I would do, you know, Man. to challenge yourself in other different ways. Also, I think this. So, um, Matt Brown of Extra Points, mm -hmm. friend of the show, great guy, has the athletic director 
I think it's four thousand now. It was three thousand. Yeah. He's upgraded it. I think he needs to sell that to EA, and that needs to be a part of it too. Because I'm, of course, I'm intrigued by that because you have all these athletic director scenarios and all that. Right. He needs to sell that to them. Well, that'd be great. I also, I want Bagman mode. I mean, like, give me, yeah. Let me be a booster and just okay. let me throw yeah. some money out there. And I, I, you know, you can let them play the games too. But I just want to, I want to give a bag of cash to a five-star defensive end in Dallas. I think that sounds like a good time. What would you name your? How would you present yourself? Oh, that's a good question. You have to find a an NIL that has like it, it's something about like it's a it's a uh, it's like a line from the fight song, mm. like the middle of the fight song, not necessarily like you know like the the A and M thing isn't the Hullabaloo Club, yeah, but like it's the like somewhere in the middle you pick. I mean, I have the Twelfth Man Foundation, which has essentially been an NIL arm <laughs> its whole existence. <laughs> But yeah, they're just, they're just a little more above board now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like, and I, I have the theory that like everybody, like in the Southwest Conference, like SMU and A and M, like anybody who got in trouble for doing this at all in the past is like as soon as it was made legal, they're like, uh, call Jenkins, tell him the nineteen eighty five project is on, <laughs> <laughs> and he just pulls out an old like binder and like blows the dust off it, and like, here we go. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think Garrett, I'd have like a window washing business or something silly. Yeah. Okay. But I'd have like, you'd be like giving, uh, who was it? Was it uh, A&M that gave Eric Dickerson a, the a Trans Am? Trans Am. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. why are all these kids? But I would love that. I would love that feed the Eric Dickerson feature to also be on it. Yes. Where like you could, you could bribe a kid and then he'd yeah. be like, Sorry. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> it's like Grand Theft Auto, uh, college football edition. Now, oh, I love it. <laughs> now, here's the difference is like now, if I'm an NIL and I'm above board and I make a, a contractual agreement that's legal with somebody mm-hmm. and they just go off to another school, I can now go after them in court. You know, the, the people who gave, and I know this because I've talked to them specifically directly, yeah. but people who gave Eric Dickerson his Trans Am, whose names I've sworn to secrecy on, <laughs> but the people who gave Eric Dickerson his Trans Am, their first thing was like, well, we got to report him. And like the other guy was like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be reporting ourselves there, brother. <laughs> I mean, like you don't go into the police and be like, hey, listen. Steven killed Garrett. How do you know? Because I killed the guy standing next to Garrett. <laughs> and I was supposed to. <laughs> but I'm willing to play ball. <laughs> Listen, I want Steven to go down. And they will tell me about this guy. No, 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 no. That's Steven killing Garrett. That wasn't right. We had agreed that I would kill Garrett, and he would kill the other guy. And then I had to kill the other guy, and he killed Garrett. And this is bogus, man. <laughs> where, where is the, where's the ethics? <laughs> I saw so, somebody say the first time somebody hits the transfer portal on them, they're going to start talking like Dabo Sweeney. Be, <laughs> like 3 in the morning, they're going to be tweeting like, there's no loyalty anymore. These kids... Oh, dude, a call-in show? <laughs> oh, like in the dynasty mode, you've got a call-in oh, yeah, show? <laughs> and like, depending on how you're doing, you can, like, you can respond angrily. <laughs> yeah, like in 2K where you can go to like arrogant mode and stuff like that. It'd be great. I love yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> Just throw it out there. EA needs to get, like, EA Sports, who, um, I'm sure the regime has changed. Mm-hmm. The first story that I ever broke on my own, the first one, was RG3 being on the cover 
of NCAA, NCAA football. football. Nice. 13. I broke that story. Nationally. It was, was it RG3 and Barry Sanders? Yes, like, it was like a dish together. Or, okay. Yeah. So, but I, I knew it because I had a source that was one of the designers or testers. Like he worked there. Mm-hmm. We went to college together and he sent me a text and said, Hey, RG3 was here today. And I went, Oh, cool. He's a great guy. And he was like, yeah, but he was here in Orlando at EA Sports. And I went, oh, great. Tell him I said hello. He knows me. (laughs) And then he's like, I will when I walk into the photo shoot. Paul. (laughs) 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 Ah, I got you. I was like, oh, does that mean? He's like, he's like, I can't say what it means. But it probably means exactly what you finally think it means. <laughs> yeah, great guy. Tell him hello. <laughs> or his parents there, they're sweet people. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go cover him with a tarp, Paul. You understand now, bud? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I broke that story. I, like, I told someone again, like, hey, RG3 is going to be in the cover of this game. And he's like, do you know? I'm like... Smokey said, what's a video? Uh, <laughs> I, said, I said, yeah, look, here we go. And so... Smokey said, he's going to be on the cover of Pong? That's great. <laughs> so he calls Robert, and he's like, hey, are you in Orlando right now? And he goes, yep. And he's like, can you tell me why? He goes, nope. And he goes, would I know if I asked you? And he goes, yep. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, confirm two sources. All right, let's go with it. So I roll out, like, Robert Griffin III will be on the cover of NCAA football 13. You know, the, like, this is how I learned how the Twitter algorithm worked because at that time I still only have like 5,000 followers, maybe not even, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not like, I'm not a big social media Titan. It's not Woj. Yeah. yeah not Woj, but the video game Twitter is just all looking for things. So, so they go crazy. So they go crazy. They find it and they put it out there. And I was like, you know, hashtag confirmed, like it's confirmed. Well, <laughs> EA Sports is coming to town that week for a photo shoot on campus for that. And, they, uh, and so the other thing that happened was they sent out to Baylor like this press release, and the press release did not say the word embargoed information. It was just the press release said, we can't tell you why, but that. If it said embargoed, I wouldn't have said anything. I had no idea it was embargoed, no idea. They're supposed to roll it out on Dan Patrick. And so <laughs> I've broken the story two full days before that happens. <laughs> and <laughs> so EA Sports is absolutely livid with me. I mean, they could not, this lady could not be angrier. So we wind up going all back and forth. And did here's she, what the, Did she call you or did she oh, She called me. Okay. She emailed me. And then I said, please call me. This is kind of a lot <laughs> to pour out into an email. And then she starts dressing me down, to which, at this point, Smokey hears this discourse because she's, she's really dressing me down. I'm like, look, I had no idea. Like, nobody told me not to say anything, you know? Like, right, yeah. And she's like, well, you know, who's your source? I'm like, well, that's not how this works, baby. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> that's, not how we're, that's not how we're doing this. Like, oh, I'll tell you who he is so you can fire him. No, <laughs> not, not doing that. Like, if you maybe want to do research and do all the people who went to FSU who work for you and find out which ones lived at the same dorm as me, good luck and we'll see you in three months. <laughs> you know? Get the FBI involved. <laughs> yeah. 
But no, I mean, I even say that. I was like, no, I'm not saying anything. So Smokey gets on the phone with her, and like, this goes on all day, like all day, like back and forth on the phone. We're at a Baylor basketball game that night. He finally gets her on the phone again, and he says, listen, this, we've gotten off the wrong foot here. This was like, we're admitting our, our fault in this by maybe like not asking you guys if it was okay to say it. And working it out. And so then they, like, work out in the powwow. We're about to go the next week to the NFL draft. We're, the first one we're going to, Radio City Music Hall in New York City. And here's where the story still chats my ass. She offers to bring us to this party that EA Sports is having with all these people we can do interviews with. And I don't blame Smokey for this. Because one of us had to take him up on it. We had a remote at a car dealership the day before we were supposed to leave. So we even had to leave a day early. I, because the salesperson would not reschedule it, even though if I had called the car dealership, they'd be like, yes, go to New York. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Would not reschedule it. I had to stay and do that remote at the car dealership while Smokey's in New York City, like rubbing elbows with all these people. And I'm like, uh, come out. I got great deals on a Hyundai. <laughs> <laughs> and Smokey's like, uh, he does, calls into his hit and is like, hey, later on in the show, I'm going to have an interview with Barry Sanders and Dan Patrick and Aaron Andrews. And I'm like, but that's not as great as the great savings you'll get on this 2013 <laughs> Hyundai Elantra. <laughs> great deals on Prium, too. <laughs> so, yeah, but that was, that's my, like, so maybe now after a decade and probably staffs changing, EA Sports can be cool and we can do some stuff with them. So, Man, you'd probably be on Fallon right now if you'd gone up there. I bet you'd run into somebody. You'd be doing you, – you, your life would have changed, Paul. It could, I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, the butterfly flaps its wings. That's right. Yeah. And one jack-off salesman, <laughs> like, just up there. No, not cancel. Like, like, well, I mean, just call them. They love us. They'll be fine with it. Like, no, no, no just call them. No, no, no. We promised them we're going to be there on Tuesday. I'm like. Did we? <laughs> how much? How much are they paying? Can I just pay them this, back personally? This, this is a great opportunity for me. I don't care. <laughs> I'd like to advance my career someday. Like, nah, who cares? <laughs> so, all right, let's talk a little Big Twelve basketball in the next segment. Is there a team? And I know we were going to talk about like how the big boys do it, and then the story broke. But that that was a much better first segment. Is there a team? How many, and not is there a team, because I think there's one to three, depending on how the back half of the season goes, that can win the national title, like win the whole thing in coming out of the Big 12, or have most of them beaten each other up too much? That's a question. We kind of have this every year, but let's go into it for this particular season. This is the triple option on 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, Metro Ethernet, Waves, Dark Fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable, so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. 
Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. By the way, Stephen, retired stockbroker, uh, who's a Houston fan, he on the uh, chat room says, Temple's Kenneth Davis, played for the Bills and TCU, got a Z28 while he was at TCU. Yeah, you know, TCU, they, uh, they like most in the Southwest Conference, had a time where they were just kind of dishing out cash. Didn't really translate to a lot of wins necessarily, but they were, I mean, they were using the payroll. They were I, doing it. I think everybody in the Southwest Conference was to some degree, and I would say the team with the least doing it, would have been Baylor because of Coach Taft was right. not ever going to play that game to the level that that would have needed to be played to. Mm-hmm. Now, but I do believe that there was stuff, and I'm not naive enough to think that he wouldn't know at least a little about it, but I, I don't think that like the people who would do that stuff to get somebody there were going to go tell Coach Taft, like, hey, we, we gave this kid this mm-hmm. because Coach Taft would – would just not if, shut it down. Yeah, yeah, he would have shut like if no, oh, we don't need him that bad. And like oh, <laughs> but no, I like I don't think Baylor really was like to the extent that like where you know Jackie Sherrill is having meetings with people and like, well, I mean, did you give him his Trans Am? <laughs> and what happened? He left. What do you mean he left? <laughs> Why is he in Dallas? <laughs> we gave him the car to get there. I don't know. It's where he wanted to go. Well, why do we don't like? So what do we do? Huh? <laughs> Move on to the next one. <laughs> Won't do it again. So, yeah, I think everybody was. And the only school, Baylor didn't get in trouble, mm-hmm. but the only school who didn't get in trouble at least a little bit that was probably also doing stuff, which is the school that never gets in trouble, was Texas. Mm-hmm. Because Texas was Whitey Bulger. They were the FBI informant. Like they were just ratting just every, giving everybody's just, business out get, there. Yeah, yeah. Just ratting everybody else out while they were like, hey, you can't touch me, you know. <laughs> Like, hey, did you uh, pay this kid $25,000? Yeah, but uh, did you hear what uh, SMU did to get Craig James there? <laughs> Way worse. Way worse. I'm small potatoes. You don't want me. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're just like, whoa! <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, go back to Coach Staff. I had to call him. We had him on, on your show. I mean, y'all had him on the show multiple times. Yeah. But one time we were going to have him on the show. An angel and, of a human being. Yes, by the he's way. the best. And so Smokey was like, hey, give him a call. Like, I could actually call him on his phone like 30 minutes before and just be like, hey, we're still good. We're going to call yeah, you from this just, number. Just be, just be sitting in your chair comfortable yeah. when you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> just touch base. So I did that. And I called him on my cell phone. And I guess he just had, it was on a Friday, I think. I guess he just had my number up in his recent calls. And so the next day he called me. He just dialed the wrong number. But I answered it and he was like, oh, Hey, Stephen, they just started asking me about like my life and we talked yeah. for like 10 minutes. He's a very pleasant man. Yeah. yeah no, he's, he's wonderful. I like, I would, I would run into a burning building for, for him. <laughs> Even if he wasn't in there, if he's just like, you got to go in there. I'd be like, yes, All sir. Right. Okay. Absolutely. That's never what I'm doing now. Never played for him or anything like that. He's just a, he's just a wonderful, wonderful guy. So, um, no, oh, yeah, Rice. Uh, Kyle Visser said Rice probably wasn't either because again, mm-hmm. like you can only like, <laughs> you can only cheat so much. <laughs> and, like you get somebody to Rice and like, all right, this is our new fullback, and he's like, all right, what class are you taking? <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, it'll stick out like a sore thumb. <laughs> you guys got topic in, topics in mathematics? Is yeah. that a thing here? He like goes into a thing like this is the hypotenuse. He'd be like, I am supposed to be in a math class, not <laughs> zoology. <laughs> Is this math or is this about 
animals because I saw a hypotenuse at the zoo the other day. <laughs> so, you know, like that, that you couldn't have done that because Rice is too, too smart of a school. Yeah. I, I, thank you, Kyle. I, for, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. They probably weren't dipping in those waters for sure. Yeah. But everybody else was, you know, doing something because that was, that was the game between like the big power money people, the oil people. Yeah, it was like, like their own competition. It was their own competition. Like it wasn't even a, like, it just got to be about between them. Like the, the, the aftermath of what mm-hmm. was going to happen when they got caught breaking the rules didn't matter because it was, you know, it's like the, you know, a bunch of rich people in a room, like betting on which, which human could get hunted the fastest, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like that's how it was. And then at the end of it, they're like, Oh, sorry for those schools. I'm fine though. <laughs> just going to, I'm moving on to the next thing. <laughs> if you guys need me, I'll be on my third yacht. <laughs> The small one. I don't want to be indulgent. <laughs> uh, no, Stephen, okay, Big 12 basketball, there is one super elite team, and that's Houston. But, look, I just went and watched them get absolutely punished by Kansas at, you know, on the road. So they're vulnerable as well. And they didn't even play bad. Kansas just played. Lights out, yeah. Just lights out, didn't, didn't miss shots. So Houston is easily right now. And, like, if I had to pick a team that I thought was going to win the, the championship, I would say Houston because they – We'll have played the toughest schedule of probably anybody that could wind up in the final four. They, they don't, um, they don't take things on the chin very hard. Like it's just, you know, when they get knocked down, they just, you know, they're back up for the, for the next, for the next punch, you know, they're just there. So I would say they are, I think personally Baylor and Kansas, if they fix the major issues that are plaguing them, and get the right kind of seating can make deep runs, mm-hmm. but that's a big if. And then after that, I, I just don't know. Like Iowa State's a pretty darn good team, um, but after that, I, I just really don't know. I, I think that's a good list. Uh, so I'm definitely in with you on Houston. I think I'm a little wary of Kansas right now because they've just been such a different team away from Allen Fieldhouse. Because they have no bench. They have no bench. Yeah. But, I mean, Bill Self is going to have that group ready to go. Um I really like Iowa State, and I think they have a – you know, this is a typical Iowa State team in that it's, it's predicated on defense first. They're long. They're athletic. They can be versatile. They switch really well. Um, they force a lot of turnovers. And I, I feel like they have more scores than they usually do, mm-hmm. but I still don't know if they have enough individual playmakers mm-hmm. to make this work. Honestly, aside from Houston, the team that I'm probably highest on right now is Baylor simply because it feels like this is a Scott Drew team that is young, that's getting better as the year goes on. They got a lot of different guards that can make things work. Misi in the middle is uh, a difference maker. He's a matchup problem. He's a good rim protector. So it feels like they check all the boxes for a team that can make a deep run in March. And then one more team. I don't think this team can win at all. I really think Kansas, Baylor, Houston are the only three that I, I feel like could win at all. But team that could get hot and make a run – Texas is playing a lot better, yeah. and that's a talented group. Well, they, like they they have not made sense all season. No, they haven't. But I mean, now West Virginia's not good. They blitzed West Virginia. They had a nice win on the road against TCU. It feels like they're hitting their stride. Um, but I don't know, Paul. This feels like a different year. Um, and maybe Houston ends up falling this category, and the league is just so good that it looks mm. different. But the teams that won national titles out of the Big Twelve in Kansas and Baylor, even though the league was great. They looked pretty dominant at times. And this yeah. Houston team has kind of had some hills and valleys. 
Uh, so it doesn't feel like there's one team that's just head and shoulders better than anybody else. But at the same time, I mean, aside from UConn, there's really nobody in the country who fits that bill either. No, it's, it's changed. Every, like everything has really changed since the COVID year. Like really, um, Baylor won with a veteran team. Kansas won with a veteran team. You know, UConn won with a veteran team. Like um, guys who've been around a while. And look, UConn, here's the other reason I think that like, especially Kansas and Baylor could turn things around. UConn was about a three or four seed last year mm-hmm. because they had a terrible January. Like January in their minds at this point, just they had to like pretend like it didn't exist. But they had that terrible January because they were like, they were just trading off two injuries at once. It was like, these two guys are out for these four games. Okay, we got them back. Oh, two new guys are out and taking their place, you know, and that they just didn't have the depth. And then, like, once they hit February and March, everybody's healthy and playing their absolute best on both sides of the court. And so they got hot and they won the title last year because they were a one seed in four seeds clothing, right? right. Like they just, all this has happened. Like, well, we can't make you a one seed, although you're playing great right now. You're playing like a one seed, but your record says you're a four seed. So we're going to make you a four seed and see what happens. And then that was how everybody, I mean, there was no elite team in the final four last year, at least as far as seeding goes, you know, because you had veteran teams, you had all these things happening. And so the new world of college basketball has shifted and that's why I think Baylor and Kansas, again, if they can, if Kansas can get healthy and Nick Timberlake can start playing well and legitimately scoring off the bench and El Marco Jackson can, you know, not be a true freshman, like those things can help them. If Baylor can play three games in a row that all look the same in wins, not three games in a row like they did where, you know, all their conference losses, save for one, have come. And that bad stretch, yeah. But, I mean, like, at the buzzer or late oh, yeah, or whatever, yeah, like, yeah, you know, like, they lost to Kansas at the end, they lost to TCU at the end, they lost to Kansas State at the end. Right. You know, like, that. everybody at the end, you know, lost to Texas at the end. That's how they've lost. Like, if they have games where, like, Oklahoma, where they get a lead and put a team away, mm-hmm. if they can do that two, three, four games in a row, then I'll think, okay, this team has matured and has figured out how it works. Um, I do think that they're – like their strength is also their weakness in that they have so many guards, but they also have so many guards. Right. So like they haven't, those three haven't figured out the best way to run a game, which is why like the 2021 team works so well is that, you know, everybody knew what was expected of them each and every night. And as opposed to like, now it's like, it changes based on, you know, who's, who's doing well, you know? Well, and it also feels like, I mean, when you have a, a team that kind of has the shift responsibility like that, the guys that are not super involved on offense sort of lose their effort defensively. And mm-hmm. then, so you have lapses there too. You know, the thing that made that 2021 team special was you had multiple guys who could take over a game, but then they also just collectively played really good defense every night. So if Baylor can clean that up, that'll go a long way. But I mean, they've been super impressive, you know, tech and, uh, Tech was really good and really hot coming into that BU game at Foster, and they won that convincingly. Um, they look like they've kind of figured this thing out. And Kansas, I mean, you're right. They have the questions on the you know the bench depth, the guard play. And then, you know, can you really run your offense through Dickinson on a consistent basis in the tournament? You're going to have to have guys score outside of him. Um, but honestly, Houston, aside from that tough stretch they kind of had at the beginning of – Big 12 play, and then Kansas shooting literally like 70% against them on the road. I mean, they've been as consistent as anybody in the country. Yeah. No, they're, they're, they're very good. I, 
They have not lost a step. Um, you know what's weird is that, save for the Kansas game, LJ Cryer hasn't really made that much of a difference with them. Like mm-hmm. he's he's more of a like a bit of an X factor player, and that like look if LJ's going, then you're gonna have a really yeah. good night. But he's you know he's he's just kind of he is kind of what he was with Baylor. Like you're gonna have good LJ nights and bad LJ nights, and you know some nights he's really gonna help you, and some nights he's just not gonna be there because sure. that's the kind of player he is. Uh, but they've got him playing better defense. Uh, kind of, but you know, like he, that was his, his issue isn't, he's not willing to play defense. He's just got matchup issues when a bigger guard is the guy he has to defend. I mean, he's mm-hmm. just not going to be able to get in his way as much. So, you know, I, I think that, um, I think they uh, and they're just, they've just been good consistently for so long. Yes. Elite eight and final four and final, you know, like they've been there, you know, they've just been in the last weekend so much. So ridiculously much that, or the last two weekends that, you know, that the he's built a program to a point where this is kind of their like default mode is Sweet yeah. Sixteen. Like they're getting to the Sweet Sixteen, they're probably getting to the Elite Eight, and that's their, that's just their identity now. Yeah, and they can score a lot better than they could. Like part of their problem the last few years is they weren't really a scoring team. Like they have guys that were streaky, but they they had to get it from two guys. Now they can get it from several different players. You know, at different times. Where last year that was kind of their undoing was. Well, if you can get them cold shooting, you can keep this team to where, you know, you can beat them 60 to 58. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're going to be like, well, if, you know, two more shots go in, we do it, but they're just laying up bricks. That doesn't really happen with them right now. No, it doesn't. And, I mean, the defense is still really intense and really good, but they do have more individual playmakers. And if it's a physical game down the last, you know, 10 minutes, like that's what they're made for. Like yeah. they're made for grinding it out, making free throws, getting good possessions, and then just – you know, choking down that airspace on defense. So um, it has, I mean, it's been somewhat of an adjustment. Obviously it's not the same as the American, but it, I think it's been a little overplayed, like how much of a step up that was going to be for them. Cause they the, played at the highest level the, for a look, long time. The only difference between last year and this year is they're going to have a few more losses because mm-hmm. they're, they're not going to have those games where you can, you know, play just 30, out, 38 yeah. bad minutes against temple in the last two you just erupt and get out with your life. You can't play 38 bad minutes against Texas Tech and sure. and expect to like have a good last two minutes. If you have 38 bad minutes against Tech, then you've lost. You've lost. Like, yeah. The last two minutes is Kelvin Sampson pacing on the sidelines, ready to just tear into you after the game's <laughs> over. <laughs> You're just watching the the executioner by the guillotine. Like here we go. You know, that's all it is. But yeah, they're they're really good. All right, when we come back. We're going to start doing this every day. I did it with Garrett yesterday. We're going to do it with Steven today. NFL draft rapid fire questions. All right. I'm going to ask you questions about what would you do. Some of the questions will be the same because I want to get a consensus on them. Some of them will just kind of come out of nowhere. Okay. All right. This is the Triple Option on 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, metro ethernet, waves, dark fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable, so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, 
you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. All right, rapid-fire NFL draft questions. Love it. So, I should have done this with Royden the other day. He would have been really good at this. Yeah, he would have liked it. I wish I had a thought of it on Tuesday. Or on Monday. Well, Monday, I had Gar- I've had Garrett twice this week, so... It's no, not. You just had a tough week. Oh, no. It's been good. <laughs> Monday, Monday, we had to recap Vegas. So, yeah. yeah I mean, that, was that, was, that was necessary. Yeah. So, yeah, it was. Uh, I'm glad you guys made it back. Thank you. Especially you, Paul. Oh, it was. Like, here's the thing <laughs> you had Emery, who's 22. Yeah. Garrett, who's 36. Nine. 39. You're 39? I turned 39 Saturday when we got back. Oh, yeah. 39. Happy late birthday. Yeah, happy yeah. 39, and I'm 43, almost 44. Um, you could tell the stages of, <laughs> yeah. although I will tell you on Wednesday night, Emery's half my age and I defeated him. You did. You I defeated. Him. I outlasted the 22 year old. I outlasted the 22 year old, which I don't know if that's something to be proud or ashamed of, <laughs> or live in some kind of nebulous zone in the middle. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit both. <laughs> yeah. I can still listen. I've still got one in me. You can still hang. Yeah, I still got one in me. Like when I was his age, I'd have, you know, it'd be like ten days of that, and I'd be like, you know what, guys, we should take Sunday off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. It's a good idea. All right, <laughs> no problem. You but, can still do it if called upon. Look, here's the things like, um, like I still got a little Tallahassee in me. It's still, <laughs> it's still a little bit there. That Florida man comes out every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, you know. Let's 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 go wrestle a flamingo. I'm taking him down. He's just standing on one leg, all cocky. I'm gonna get him <laughs> with his big pink feathers, <laughs> all smug, <laughs> not contributing to society, just standing there. <laughs> so, all right. First NFL draft rapid fire question. Okay. If you're the Bears, do you keep Justin Fields and trade the first pick for a bounty, or? Realizing you could have a quarterback on a rookie contract who is probably better than Justin Fields, even though Justin Fields is improving and probably a very viable NFL quarterback. But you could have a generational talent in Caleb Williams, possibly. Do you draft Caleb or do you trade the pick for a bounty? I'm taking Caleb Williams. I'm going to see what I can get for Justin Fields, knowing I'm probably not going to get exactly what I want because people know that he needs to be dealt. Yeah. But maybe I can get... You know, another good wide receiver to go with. Mm-hmm. You know, DJ Moore get a little bit better at that position, improve that offensive line. I, I like, I like Justin Fields. I feel like the issues in Chicago were not all on him, but it also feels like there's a pretty definitive ceiling with him at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I think Caleb Williams is a great prospect, and so I'm rolling the dice with him. Yeah, I think that's what kind of we came to. Like, if mm-hmm. I was the GM, I don't know if I would have the stones to trade. Justin Fields going that I know that like I think it's trending upward with him but also I could convince myself like look it's trending upward with him it's never going to be a better time to trade him than now when we can draft his replacement right away start a new with Caleb Williams on a rookie deal Mm -hmm. and then trade him off to somebody who's not going to get one of those guys so you'll see Justin Fields traded probably after the first round ends on 
that Thursday night. Like, I would say once the first round's over, or after Michael Penix is taken, like once whatever comes first. Michael Penix is taken, first round ends, because he's the one who's kind of a tweener. Once Michael Penix is off the board, that's the top five quarterbacks or six. So top six quarterbacks, then he's going to get dealt. Because then you start to get into the, like, Jordan Travis – area of like he needs to be in the third round or so mm-hmm. you know sam hartman's and guys like that talia right. Togvailos. so all right who are quarterbacks two and three to you man i'm going drake may two i would probably take penisic three even though i think really yeah over Jaden daniels Yeah, I'd go Penix over Daniels, but I think they're right there next to each other. Yeah. I think it's just personal preference type thing. And here's the deal with Penix. Penix would be in this conversation for the top, the second quarterback if he had not had four season-ending injuries. Yep. Yeah. If he had not had four season-ending injuries, we're probably just talking not even in no uncertain terms. We're talking Williams, Penix may, Daniels like right there in the mm-hmm. clump as opposed to where you have to make a compelling argument. Like, well, he is the most accurate passer of all of these guys. Yeah. I mean, like – there's no doubt about that. Okay. Do you have a question about J.J. McCarthy in here? I do. Okay. Okay. I'll hold my thought then. What's the deal with J.J. McCarthy? <laughs> That'll be my question. No, I was going to add, like, I like I, I see people rating him a first-round quarterback. I just saw that people are in love with him. Yeah. Like, some somebody had a report yesterday that an NFC team told them he was their number two guy at QB. Yeah. And I don't know which NFC team. Are they yeah. even in a position to draft a quarterback? Who knows? Yeah. But it was good draft fodder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you do you get that? Not really. I mean, he's he looks like a prototypical pocket passer at times, but he's got moxie. He's yeah, he's got a lot of the intangible things you want. But that Michigan team was absolutely stacked. I mean, I just don't yeah. feel like he did a good job of doing what he was asked to do. I don't think he, you know, was asked to do a lot mm-hmm. there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. The Dallas Cowboys pick at 24. They have a glaring need at linebacker. And there's some pretty good linebackers in this draft. Jeremiah Trotter, Edron Cooper, maybe guys you're not going to get in the first round. Maybe that would. I don't know. We'll see how it shakes out after it. Um, Peyton Wilson from North Carolina State's a guy I think you can get in the second or third round. That is a monster. Just absolute tackling machine. Pretty fair comp to Leighton Van Der Esch, I would say. Do you go? Because you're going for it, right? The Cowboys are going for it. Full throttle. That's what they say. Full throttle going for it. Going for broke. Because you're going for it. Do you draft the best player in your area of most need, or do you draft the best player? So if it's – they don't necessarily need a wide receiver. Sure. But say at 24, there's a reasonable shot that someone like Keon Coleman could be there or Adonai Mitchell, Xavier Worthy, all those guys could probably be there at 24. Lad McConkey, mm-hmm. all will be available, I would say, around that place. Maybe Coleman could be a little earlier, but 24, 25 is about the floor where I see him going is where if you're a wide receiver needy team who has a pick after that, you might trade up to get Keon Coleman because he's, he's very unique in his skill set. Mm-hmm. So, or do you take a wide receiver or somebody like that? Or do you take – you need a new offensive – you probably need a new offensive lineman because we don't know about Tyron Smith. What do you do? I don't think you can pigeonhole yourself into a linebacker at 24. I feel like you take the best player available. I mean, as silly as it sounds because the Cowboys 
I mean, the, the loss of the Packers just broke me so much, Paul. It was just <laughs> like I, I know I know how it's gone, and it's gone this way for years. But I really thought they had turned some sort of. Well, corner. they finally like had some advantages in this. Yeah, thing. yeah, they did. Yeah, they had home field advantage. They had a good matchup, seemingly what looked like a good matchup on paper, at least. Um, I, I guess the reason I'm thinking best player available, I, I'm not like pulling up all the draft guys in my head, but most recently, Ceedee Lamb. Wasn't a need, but he fell to them there. They got him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the year they drafted Micah Parsons, everybody thought, oh, they're going to go corner. That was the big, that was a hot topic all, yeah. all season long. We got to get a corner. Got to get a corner. And they ended up going with him. And both those guys turned out to be great. Now, I think with Parsons, they really lucked out because they thought he was a middle linebacker. Yeah. And he turned into one of the best edge rushers. Well, he's just that, like, he, whatever, he, whatever he's going to, like, Whatever you're going to do with him, if you have the right defensive coordinator, like he's yeah. going to wreck shop. Yeah, he's been great. CD's been great. He is a he's a like I know it's a different position, but he's a Troy Polamalu like game changer. Mm-hmm. In that you can just line him up in a spot and tell him to do something, and he changes that. They they lucked into that, much like the Steelers with Polamalu. Mm-hmm. Like he was the perfect Steelers player for as long as he was. Micah Parsons is the perfect Cowboys player. Like it's like he's what they have not had. Other than maybe DeMarcus Ware right. since the 90s. So I think you take best player. What do you think of Mike Zimmer, that hire? Bores me, you know. But I know that Mike McCarthy is not in a position where he can go out and be like, you know, this young – I'm going to hire Jiro right. Vero from Carolina. Line. Yeah, He's not in that spot. Like, he's on his – like, again, Mike Zimmer under, knows the rules. Like, mm-hmm. he gets it. So you're going to have more veteran presences in your room. Right. But they have – like – They've lost Aiden Dirty going as the defensive coordinator to Seattle. That's a really bright young coach that I hate that they lost. I wanted it to be him. But, and again, you know, Jerry has yet to, and maybe one day it'll come, pick up the phone and say, hey, Paul, what do you think about, uh, what do you think about the coaching staff? What should we do? I think that's coming. <laughs> Look, maybe if you would have been in New York for draft yeah, I know. night, that he's, one night. I was there for draft night. I got to go to the next, uh, okay. I got to go the next day. You just missed that first day. After, uh, you know what's even more beautiful than Aaron Andrews? This 2012 <laughs> Hyundai Santa Fe that you can have off the lot for well below a- SRP. No, yeah. no APR MSRP. financing. No APR financing. You can come today. Listen, they've already seen somebody test drive this son of a gun today. They were thrilled. You better come in and get it before it's gone. <laughs> You're great at that. I see why they wanted you that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm very well accomplished. <laughs> You know what's not as exciting as the first pick in the NFL draft, but close. <laughs> the ride you'll feel in this all new. <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I, went, I went through them all. Okay, last question. Are the 49ers in a position where they can run it back, or do they need to start thinking about building for maybe a slight rebuild in a couple years? I think they can run it back. Okay. Why the heck did they fire Steve Wilkes? It makes so, no sense. I think to somebody me. had to be a scapegoat for that. That's that, why that it was just, it. It was just we got to get rid of somebody. Yeah. I mean, I get that aspect of it, but they held the Chiefs to 19 points in regulation. Yeah. I mean, your your one of guess, your best defensive yeah. players tore his Achilles running on the running field. on the field yeah. like. A freak thing happened. I guess Kyle can't fire himself. 
So he yeah. was kind of limited in what he could do. Uh, well, also was it Steve Wilkes who didn't explain the overtime rules? That's true. By the way, have you seen? Have you guys seen the video of Patrick Mahomes when they called they wanted the ball first? Mm-hmm. Like his he like oh, yeah, his, his he like look looks up like, and he's like, really? Yeah. Well, okay. I didn't see that. One. <laughs> like fully, he's fully like he like he had his head down because he was like crap. Like that was he thought like ah they won the toss we want the ball and he's like. <laughs> oh, good plan, guys. <laughs> I'm sure he like ran over to Andy Reid like, they took the ball. <laughs> Don't say it too loud. I think they can maybe still change their mind. <laughs> Iowa State fans, turn off your browser tab. I think Brock Purdy did a good job in that game. Yeah. I think he's a decent quarterback. I don't know why Kyle Shanahan doesn't just go for broke for a great elite QB when he has all these playmakers. Well, he tried to with Tom with, Brady. Yeah. yeah. And that mess. And they missed with Trey Lance. I get all yeah. that. But I'm just kind of confused by that. Well, look, that to me, that's the difference at the end of that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the difference it's at just, the end. You knew once Everything Pat else got is the ball. Everything else is pretty equal. You knew once Pat got the ball. They were going to the end zone. They were going to win the game. Yeah. And with Purdy, you knew that, like, they're going to have a nice, efficient drive here. Mm-hmm. But – Unless the scenario is perfect when it comes to scoring a touchdown, they're probably not going to score a touchdown. Right. That's how I felt. I turned to Amanda and said that exact thing. I was like, the Chiefs just won the game. She's like, hey, you don't know that. I'm like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. The sky is blue. Clouds are white. Patrick Mahomes is getting the ball last. I've seen this movie before. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> I'm not like, this is, this, is one, this is a sequel that's getting kind of boring. Like, yes, it's the same thing again and again and again. At this point, we're at Hangover 3, and I don't – I'm not enjoying it anymore. Apparently, the only team that can keep him from winning titles are the Texas Tech Red Raiders. (laughs) Sorry, Red Raider fans. (laughs) Again, Cliff Kingsbury is going to sit there going, golly, I mean, just one, like, (laughs) defensive coach that was better than the guy I had. People may be like, there might be a statue of me in Lubbock right now. (laughs) If we just could have held people to 40 a game. <laughs> I mean, wow. <laughs> like, I'm sure he had that feeling after every loss. Where oh, they're like, he has to, yeah. Like, he'd go in and be like, man. All right, let's break down what we're wrong on offense. Literally nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Literally nothing. <laughs> Football Superman is on our team. <laughs> The whole rest of the squad is just Jimmy Olsen's. <laughs> That's all we got. All right, uh, Stephen, great to see you again. Missed Thanks, you for Paul. the last couple weeks. Uh, we'll see you again next Wednesday. Hopefully, um, your yeah. roof doesn't cave in or anything like that. So. Hopefully not. Yeah, no, be good. That, be <laughs> good. Not uh, thanks to Garrett. Uh, later on on the show, we got Adam Rittenberg today. Nice. Uh, he talked to uh, Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti. Pretty interesting comments for Tony Petiti about how he's kind of building the season like a, you know. Like the way he sees it is like we want the best TV games in November. We want playoff caliber games to be there, like the NFL does it. We also have Robert Woods, who covers not Bobby Trees. Uh, he covers uh, UCLA. We'll have Mickey Spagnola, Craig's off the radar, my top five, plus tons of riveting discussion about topics all around the sports globe. This is the triple option on 365 Sports. See you in an hour. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for